0: Gentle beats. Uh, guys, we've got one pair of headphones between the two of us this week, and we're gonna rock it, just like the truth coming through your ear from Otis, Jane, Sydney, artist, friend of the podcast, and friend of the people. Tremendous. How are you doing? What, buenos uh, tardes, Buenos noches, Buenos días. Buenos, buenos Good afternoon.
1: Is that what that means? When I started, yeah, I thought you were making a slurter. <laughs>
0: they come later. And how is everyone doing, guys? What's what's cracking? I what say is that popping?
1: That was one of the weakest woos I think you've done in the history of this podcast. Do you know what? what was it was, I
0: realized because I couldn't hear myself. <laughs> 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 I almost want to redo it from here. <laughs> That was like a sad. That was like the woo after I uh, after my girlfriend leaves me. That <laughs> week, I'm like woo. I guess <laughs> the nature boy being really depressed, <laughs> and he's just like half heartedly slapping you across the chest. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick. I don't think you like you're really in it this week. <laughs> I'm a crocodile wearing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what she thinks. Oh yeah, guys. Uh, we're here with some Henningers. What would it be if it wasn't Henningers? It wouldn't be Yuli's. We don't know. I can't. I can't I'm surprised I even remember their name who knows I don't, know. I, I don't know I'm surprised they even have a business passing up on the uh, the people tremendous crazy insane stuff and you know what, who else has completely snubbed us is the
1: Australian Wrestling Federation <laughs> who were obviously much more selective and picky than I thought they would be
0: I know they well they didn't like our uh, special move ideas <laughs> <laughs>
1: well especially um, maybe I'm being just really disrespectful be like hey uh, I know you guys are a professional <laughs> wrestling organisation uh, but me and my friend who used to play uh, Smackdown vs. Raw on PlayStation would like to come and run your show for a night, please. Yeah. We have over 40 listeners. DDT?
0: I think not. I, I do the EJT. <laughs> <laughs> What's the EJT? I don't know. It's far less athletic. is <laughs> <laughs> no, no. e- waiting on a very special delivery
1: right now. Do you want to tell us about that, EJ?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I have a, uh, a close friend of mine who comes by, checks in on me, sees how I'm doing. Um, and uh, it's my weed guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's going to be coming sometime during the podcast and Tom was worried about it uh, interrupting. And I said, interrupt away.
1: Oh, I'm not worried about him interrupting. I just uh, I'm scared around anyone who sells drugs. <laughs>
0: he's a lovely guy. <laughs> he looks like um, he looks like uh an <laughs> Irish Jewish kid.
1: St- what is, no, okay. Tell me what that means.
0: <laughs> he's got the he's got the, he's got like an he's got like a fro, uh, like a very curly fro. But he's Irish. <laughs> but he's, and he's got this mustache. He looks like he looks like he just had like a bar mitzvah uh a couple years like a couple weeks ago kind of thing you know what i mean like he's (laughs) but but he's yeah he's a dj new to australia really lovely guy i'm probably telling too much about it that you're just (laughs) putting out like a there's a police
1: sketch artist at the other end of the line going Irish and Jewish, Irish yeah. and Jewish. Let's take Woody
0: Allen and Colin Farrell and overlay the two pictures yeah, together and see what we get. This just got Conan O'Brien and Jonah Hill together. I think, <laughs> like, I think this is it. <laughs> I think this is him. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, guys. What have we been doing today? We've got a running counter. We've got a competition that we've been keeping up to date with. Tom, last week we finished on. I finished on eight gigs. Eight gigs for the week. I ended up finishing on eight gigs because I forgot about one. I undersold myself. I um, I've about Everly on the Sunday, so I did the eighth on the Sunday.
1: Shit, well, I'm well behind. I only did three last week, I believe.
0: Three last week. And this week, I've done. I'm on. I'm on four this week. Four this week. And I'm on uh, after Saturday. I'll be on six. Oh, for the week, for the week. So um, I,
1: wow, I'm behind. I'm I'm half. I'm half of your gigs right now. But he's mean, by, I, But there's
0: the point system as well. So what gigs have you been system. doing?
1: So I did. So Tuesday night, I did my split bill show with Alex Milinkovic. I got
0: to give you. That's got to be a lot of points for that
1: one. I'm I think give that's you, fair. That was thirty minutes on stage. That's, that's so th- good, dude. Okay.
0: Congratulations. Like, I'm sorry I couldn't be there, guys. If you weren't there, you missed out just like me. But um, yeah, Tommy did thirty minutes, and uh, thirty minutes is a long. What's the longest you've been on stage? Thirty minutes. Yeah. When did you do that? When um, I headlined a Magic.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a long time, hey. It, it feels like a long time. It
0: does. But I also got to, I, when I say I did 30, I did 28 in like 30 seconds. And so like I got there and I was like, fuck, I could have done more. I yeah. was like, I, I was like trying to, I was like, uh, basically I got out of there before I needed to. I was like, this is long enough. Mm. Um, But I was so surprised I did that. And I was like, I can do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I got a couple in on Wednesday. And then uh, I've got one tonight. I got, I'll do tomorrow night. Tomorrow night in Powerbomb. But what I wanted to talk about was what we kind of started to. Oh wait, did you have any any interesting ones this week? Any good ones?
0: Um, no, I mean, although nothing really. I did the M. Comedy Club. Um, went there the first time. A lot, the first time that I was there, and I did a joke in a very left uh, woke audience that I should not have done, and immediately was just like, Elliot, you fucking fool! And so I got <laughs> to redeem myself, walk out with a little bit of swagger. Um, and did a good job, but nothing to, nothing to Oh,
1: at the back of one of my gigs on Wednesday night at soul trap in Surrey Hills. There were this there was this table and soul trap has this weird situation where halfway through the room, there's a step and behind the mm. step and there's like a curtain that can be pulled up, but it's pulled to the side for the comedy. Mm. And there was a table of like eight people there just openly talking through people's sets. It's one of those things like for some reason, cause there's like even the illusion of a barrier. People think that they just can't be seen they can do whatever they want. And right at the back were this couple sitting next to each other, very, very couplely, with matching feathers in their hair. Was a dude with a man bun and a blue feather out of his his hair, and this girl in like leather pants with a, a blue feather out of hers. And I was watching them talk through this. Um, I can't even remember who said it was, but I remember just being f- just fuming, just fuming. Like you guys are the worst kinds of people. And also, <laughs> you're a
0: cultural culturally appropriating. <laughs> what are the you doing? Worst part.
1: <laughs> and. Uh, and I, I was thinking of, you know, when you're so angry at a crowd member, be like, I should just not address you because whatever I say will be too much. Like, I will just, ru- I will ruin this for myself because I'll too be honest. too mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went on stage and they just seemed to like me. And I just turned like that. like <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Fuck everyone else. Talk through their sets. You're right. You you, need
0: got, you got another one of those feathers? <laughs> <laughs> Let me in. Let me part. I, I want to be part of it. <laughs> I got a full headdress. You guys got to... I, 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 we have leather pants if you'd like. <laughs> no, that's fucking. I. Uh, Soul trap is always the same. It's like a little uppercut to the face. I end up just get. I end up getting angry at them and just talking shit to them and being like, "You guys are wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> Loosen up. Have a nice night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
1: so much. Really appreciate your time. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to talk about. So we we should both talk about the house gigs we did last weekend. Last Saturday night. Yeah. Um, I was out in Mortlake doing. You fucking a show. left me behind. Well, I. Uh, to be fair, there was not a whole lot of. Pl- Plan in place. I didn't know I was gonna
0: be on that gig until I saw the poster. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, well, um, we move quick. We move quick. But you in the sure year. do. But um, yeah, no. So okay, well, how about I go over mine? Because I think that you have more of a noteworthy story. I've got so. sort of a um, mine was fine. It was good. I got there. The energy was a little bit low. Cause like I I called um. I called Ryan Anthony, whose party it was, and he goes, Man, they're just being a little bit funny. Like, uh, we were like playing some DJs, and the energy's a little bit low. So, we'll see if we'll even do the comedy.
1: What, tell us about the, the location here, because I saw some photos. It looks pretty. I saw one photo. He's in around like a Google Drive of photos from the night. And there's this one. I'm pretty sure of him just clearly doing a bump of cocaine off a key.
0: Oh, yeah. We did so much cocaine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did, like I got paid in so much cocaine. And every time he does. I don't me, understand why Yulis don't want to sponsor this podcast. It's <laughs> so weird. Right, uh, we're with EJ and Tom on the Tremendous Podcast. EJ's
0: waiting for his weird guy until he does. <laughs> He just tell us about all the cocaine you did on the weekend. <laughs> well, I needed to get my enthusiasm somehow because everyone was <laughs> he goes he goes, Elliot, I don't know if we're gonna do the comedy. Like we could just come over and chill and stuff like that. And I said and I said, I said, Ryan. Uh I'm on the poster. <laughs> they don't have a choice. <laughs> <What> but <laughs> all the people have come to see me. Yeah, I'm getting up there re- regardless of how they feel. And so I just got up there and it, and and, and uh, ended up doing a really good job. I just like shitting on the people there, did some jokes. It was a lot of fun. And uh, every I remember just before I went on stage, I was he was like, "Okay, are you good to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm good to go." And like, just give me like a minute for a cigarette. And he goes. Just some more coke, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I was like, every time my, my my energy came down a little bit, he was like an antenna. He'd come over and be like, "Can I get you up?" <laughs> like, "You sure can." But it was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, when it kicked so it off, it was like a, like a golf caddy. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are we using this? And he's like, uh, I think about a three, three, three lines on <laughs> <think> this one. <laughs> I think a teaspoon. Yeah, yeah. a teaspoon. <laughs> I don't know. I be a teaspoon. <laughs> You're gonna flinch. A needle for this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your one was. uh My one was good. It was. It was a lot of fun. Um, uh, it was the way you want a house party to go. But how did um your one maybe weren't really? Actually, you know what? I will say this about you. The party that I heard, I saw a post from uh, Sam Bowden, fellow, uh, people tremendous, uh, used to be haunted or still could be haunted, yet we'll find no, out. He's we'll moved, to he's moved.
1: No, no longer haunted, mm. haunting free, Sam
0: Bowden. Yeah, since 2021, but we'll have to see, we'll check in with him, but he was uh, at the show, show with you and he put up a post saying, Tom is crushing to an unquantifiable level, and i got to tell you... It annoyed me a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so mutual. It's like, how,
1: how did EJ do? Yeah, really well. But how well? (laughs) Like the whole
0: time? What do you do? He's one-liners? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That thing that he does. (laughs) Did he pretend like he's not listening? Oh, yeah, great. (laughs) Did he do that thing about dropping babies? Oh, no, wait, that's Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, (laughs) Did he stay silent and pretend like he's not nervous? Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, yeah, hate it when you do well. It's very true. Mm.
1: They all do. They all do. (laughs) If this this podcast takes off, it'll be bittersweet
0: for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like a self you're like a self-loathing black guy <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here purely to tank this for you yeah. that's, that's so why fun. I keep asking you questions about cocaine <laughs> <It's like> let's <laughs> never get this thing Stop sponsored hating yourself <laughs> <laughs>
1: um okay so I went to go, do, do, uh, go and do this gig in Mortlake. And the context was this. Our good friend, Hotch <coughs> Diaz, set this up uh, with some mates of his that work at CBA. And uh, I think it was one guy, his boss, owns this massive, like, this kind of penthouse apartment thing, split level in Mortlake, invited all his friends to come across. So we go in and it's, like, beautiful apartment. There's, like, a big table with food and stuff on the side. And everyone's... And, and it, I think with house party shows... I go into it thinking, like, this is going to be weird and possibly suck. Because it's like, it's. I think in comedy, what's interesting and what I've learned over time is how important all the little parts to the side are. You know what I mean? Like the right sound system, the right lighting, the right height ceiling, the mm-hmm. right MC. Like all of these things that you don't think. You think you just go tell jokes. But Integral. You need all these things to work. And you
0: out. sound like such a such like a, a, a Nancy whenever you're like, "Hey, can we get the curtains like and the lighting right?" And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like the show's not going to work. Yeah. If, yeah, if, yeah. If, if we don't do these little things, it's I'm not Dave Chappelle on a soapbox in a park in the oh. daytime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is not you know
1: hundred percent. So anyway, so I, I was I was a little bit nervous about it going in, but we go in and you just and then I had the realization of, oh, these are like 30, 30 somethings. Like as in they there's there was thirty of them and they're in the thirty somethings. They're out on the weekend. Probably some of them have gotten babysitters for the kids. They've dressed up. They're all drinking champagne and they're the a very different house. audience to mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like they're all they're keen to be out Mm. and at this party they have this like weird stand-up comedy attraction thing do you know what i mean like it must have been been such a novelty like i forget how rare it is like Mm. most people don't see comedy there but like we're having a comedy show in our living room with 30 crowd members there it's like that's
0: it was pretty cool if you didn't do comedy you'd think that was totally fucking cool so what what are you saying that you um what did you say about them being comedy what sorry like they were attracted to it or something or
1: oh i don't know what i said what did i say? i'm saying like they were did i say agnostic
0: No, no, no. Anyway, sorry. I'm a fucking idiot. Go on.
1: No, but the point being, it's like most people don't, most Australians don't go to comedy at all. Mm. And then to have a show in your living room must be really cool. And I think Hodge made a good point is like, I think they expected that I was just going to – my friends were just going to give stand-up comedy a go and didn't realize that these are people who actually want to spend oh. their life doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said Sam Bannon before. Sam Bannon's been doing comedy for like eight years. Like yeah. He's an absolute crusher. He's a, crusher. He's a yeah. pro. Same as Hotch. Hotch has been doing it for eight years. Mm. And um, and so they were all really, really keen. We get there and they're already kind of on their way. We didn't – we were meant to start at 8. We didn't start till 830 Harry Jun is up up MCing, just crushing, doing a really great job. And the way he does, like he's so good at building a crowd and making a making a group of people into a crowd. Fuck Harry's it. doing a great job. And then up first is Sam Bowden. And I'm like nervous about following Sam, if I'm honest, because he's just he's so dangerous, good. man. And he's so solid. Yeah, you got to
0: fucking cross your T's and dot your I's S- with him. So
1: Harry goes up and classic Harry. He's like, I won't do long. You know, 25 minutes later. <laughs> 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 ah! Then he has an audience
0: member pay him to stay up as well. And you're like, well, no, he's never getting off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, so Harry would have done 15 up top, did really well. Sam went up, did his 15, did really well. Then pizza arrives at nine. Okay. So... They were like, we'll take a break at nine. So you're not like waiting. Literally the, like the pizzas came in, in the middle of Sam's set. We were in the back. We couldn't see what was happening, but you heard the last change audibly as everyone was like, when are we, are we eating? You know what I mean? We mm. were suddenly distracted so that for that purpose, Harry was like, we're going to have a break. Even little things like that at a comedy Massive. Fest. He's like, go have, go eat your pizza, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Harry goes. Uh, so so Harry, you know Sam finishes. Harry sends them all off. They're all eating their pizza, and we're sitting in the bag like, How long do we wait? And they're eating, but they're also drinking. And I'm seeing like people pouring champagne directly into each other's mouths and stuff. It's like it's starting to get pretty loose. And by this <laughs> stage, it's like nine nine thirty. We start again. Harry, I'm just going to do a couple up top. 20, 30, 20, 30, 38 minutes later. <laughs> and then, now Harry
0: <laughs> Harry does another
1: fifteen minutes. He crushes. And this is how I could tell what kind of audience this was. Is Harry has this joke that he does. Um, where he, he Harry is a, is a Korean guy and he's a teacher and he goes, um, what, do you, uh, what subject do you reckon I teach at school? Now, when you do that at most comedy nights, one of two ha- things happen. No one says anything because they know a trap when they see it. <laughs> or one poor idiot doesn't think it through and goes, maths? And Harry goes into the, oh, of course i teach maths because I'm it. And that's the big joke. <laughs> at this gig, Harry goes, What subject do you think I'd teach? Instantly, seven people, Mass! <laughs> 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 like they were rushing to get to that. I know, I know what they're good at. I know what they're good at. <laughs> <laughs> they just, and then, like, literally half a dozen people yell at Mass and they all break out into laughter. <laughs> and Harry is just, like, taken. I don't think, I, maybe I'm wrong. But I've never seen that joke. I've seen that joke a lot of times. I've never seen it go down like that. <laughs> So they are, like, they're pretty rowdy by this stage. I go up after Harry. My opening line is, Harry, do you know everybody? He might not teach maths. He definitely also doesn't teach driving. And, <laughs> and they eat it. Fell up. over. They <laughs> absolutely love it. And I'm, like, the only reason I would ever tell that joke is to see how you guys reacted the first time <laughs> around. And I do mine, and it's, like, I'm pretty much leaning into, like, the darker, like, kind of the the the, uh, the more questionable stuff and they're really enjoying it. It goes well at one stage and this is the most important detail to set up what happened next. There's this guy there and um, so Hotch's boss, I think is British and he has a lot of British mates, including a lot of like um, black London lads kind of guys mm. and they are so loud so vocal they're clapping after every joke they're just absolutely loving this stuff and one of these guys is sitting on the couch and he's this big big guy he looks like um eight ball from daredevil you know what i mean like he's so he's such an imposing presence and he's got these massive gucci glasses on that look like they look like skydiving goggles this is how big these things are and Everyone's making fun of it. Like Harry goes up, but he kind of says he's wearing goggles because he looks like he's a professional king hitter, <laughs> and he <laughs> needs a <it for> self protection. <laughs> he's just swinging. Professional king hitter. He loves that. Bowden, um, bow to make some reference to it. I say, oh, this guy's come straight from a game of squash, whatever. Like everyone's bringing it up, and he's going along with. He's going along with. He's going along with it. Um, I finish my set. I come up. Tremendous he comes on. Might have to bleep his name. (laughs) Someone comes on. uh, They'll they'll know who it is. And uh, they... First stroke goes great. First stroke goes really, really well. Second one, I think... And here's like the important detail, I think, is that by this stage, they were too drunk. They were too drunk. They were too excitable. When Harry and I had come up, we were still a novelty. I think when the next guy came up, it was just like they were too out there to really sit down and listen and focus attention. Uh And so the first opportunity they had to break out into conversation and not listen, it happened. And they, they just lost him. And this guy, instead of like, it, it didn't take long for this guy to then kind of start to sit in the bomb. The comedian, you mean the comedian? Yeah. Didn't take too, like a little bit too quickly. (sighs) And it just went downhill from there. And Bowden and I sit in the back watching this whole play out and it's just so hard to watch. Like it was, it was really just
0: like addressing what is happening in a bad way, being like this is what's happening, but stumbling as they're doing it kind of thing. Exactly.
1: And And being too self-deprecating where people almost started to feel sorry for them, but then didn't. And then tried to start kind of crowd working with the Gucci glasses guy and uh, I think he went at him a little too aggressively. And the Gucci glasses guy went straight back. Oh, no. And won instantly. Oh, no. Like, took it so back. the
0: audience is taking points, getting points on him now as well. He's scoring on himself. Oh, God. The, the audience is scoring, scoring,
1: scoring points. Plus this guy who obviously was on board for most of it has just decided he's had <sighs> enough. And he's going at the comedian. Fuck. That guy stands up. He's now walking out the back, helping himself to food and stuff. People start breaking off to have their own conversations. This was the detail I didn't tell you on the phone because I wanted to tell you on the podcast (laughs) for the first time. We're at the back watching this all take place and it's just a ruckus. All of a sudden, the comic's trying to handle the situation. Some people are listening. He's talking to the audience and they're talking back. Some people at the back of the audience are now in the kitchen having their discussion about what's happening, what they're going to be doing later. People are having their two cents about what the comic's doing on stage. At the very back near the bathroom is this little group of people having their own little discussion and it looks pretty intense and pretty serious. And uh, they're talking to Harry and they're asking Harry and I heard certain words. I heard words like bathroom. I heard words like dinner. I heard words like hospital. And I was like, what is happening? And they're getting maps out and they're trying to find the nearest hospital. And we're looking at Harry and we're like, what is happening? He's like, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Nothing. And the comic's going up. That little thing, when someone goes back in the bathroom. Someone, one of them leaves the whole house goes outside. Another one follows him. We're talking to Harry and I go, what happened out there? And, he, and Harry goes, I need your attention for this part. Oh, right, you got me. Hey, <laughs> Harry goes, oh, one of the guys just started shitting blood. What? He needed to go to the hospital.
0: Comedy <laughs> started made him start shitting blood? Tremendous. Killed a man with his comedy? <laughs> If you ever bombed so hard, you caused internal bleeding. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Holy shit! Exactly. I think you, we we got to organise a séance for him. <laughs> like that. Oh my god! It was so bad. meanwhile. Holy this guy, shit! And as what except, happened to the guy? What happened to him?
1: Who knows? Rest in peace. no, <laughs> no idea. Meanwhile, this guy the. The Gucci glasses, big black guy is at the back, and he's. And Sam Bowden put him over there. He looked like a, uh, you said it before Guy Ritchie he character. like a Guy Ritchie character, and he's at the back, and he's taught, and he pulls over. There's a group of people at the back, and he pulls him over, and he points at the Comic Con stage, and he goes, This geezer is dying an horrible death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then, I don't ever want to be called a geezer by somebody <laughs> that's older than me. Oh, I have got the best part of the story
1: with Harry was he goes, Hey, someone's just started shitting blood. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. (laughs) It's like, one, it's going on the podcast. Two, he obviously been in the room like, Harry, we're off stage now. What did you think we were going to do? Like go up and grab the mic out of this
0: guy's hand and be like, guys, quick announcement. I think you all should know. Oh my God. I think it's because he goes to high school and he's used to kids being like, guys, we can't spread this.
1: (laughs) I got to tell you the best detail of the whole thing was this, the comic that told me after this gig was saying the comic, that did not do badly was also the comic that provided the chairs for the gig. Really? (laughs) So they weren't able to leave until the gig (laughs) finished? (laughs) 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 So not only did they spend two dollars a chair renting chairs for a gig where they've had the bomb of their life, they have then (laughs) had to wait, had to go off stage, wait for Hotch to perform, get off stage and go and pack up all the chairs. (laughs) Is that
0: not every comedian's nightmare? I think that's the fucking. I think that's the fucking worst thing. I don't even know. Like, I got to talk to him about this. I got to see if he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that he's okay. Of that is, he's not all right. That's a I need a beer. I need to get a beer right now. And also, my weed guy's here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by Elliot's Weed Guy. In the modern age of marijuana delivery systems. You're going to want a guy who, when he delivers, he delivers. That is why I only get contact hires from the marijuana from Elliot's Weed Guy. Elliot's Weed Guy, the third co-host of the Tremendous Podcast. We're back. Yes, yeah, uh, are you, Bob? Elliot, are you a basketball fan? Nope. Not at all? Nah, I think it's... Bitch game. Well, I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna
0: make you a basketball like fan. to touch each other and with something. this new story. What do you mean? What did you say? <laughs> they, I love they call it like a physical. They call it a contact sport. It's like no, it's not, fellas. <laughs> Don't fucking pretend that it's like you get fucking. I, I try to watch it, but there's so many penalties. I'm just like fuck this game. That's
1: so funny. Like, how, how do you feel about play? soccer?
0: Yeah, the worst. <laughs> it's awful. And I, I was watching um worst soccer injuries yesterday or something like that, and there was uh. Even the coaching staff get into it. If the coaching staff have a ball touch them, like in the knee, they'll, they'll grab their nose and fall to the Obviously, ground and they're yeah. like, get a penalty. And like <laughs> they will completely debase themselves as men to get a penalty. And I'm just like, you're out. You're out of my book. I feel like
1: uh, your favorite sports are really just a function of how close they are to MMA.
0: <laughs> like the further <laughs> step we get away from just fighting, <laughs> the less I care for it. I <laughs> might have something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> I just fucking like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I read this thing about uh, basketball recently, which uh, I thought was really interesting. I think maybe you m- might sway you, might sway you towards being a, a hoop fan. Mm. Uh, shout out to uh, Le- Le- LeBron James, in comedy Carl Legacy. Yeah. but I can't, you, you went on his basketball podcast. Did you
0: talk shit about it? Yeah, no, I just talked about how much I don't know basketball. And Yeah, but it's <laughs> it uh, about the
1: fact you confused LeBron James for <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs>
0: They're the same guy, right? <laughs> and that sounds so much worse than it oh, <laughs> like, I, it's had. I, it's so bad. I mixed up their, the stories of their mum. For some reason, their mums got involved in their fame, and I mixed up their mum's stories. Um, Kanye's mum died by uh, surgery. Oh, yeah. She died from like complications during surgery. She had too many surgeries, and I thought that was LeBron's mum and mixed it up. It had nothing to do with the fact that they were both African-American It's Is that because you thought LeBron <laughs> James and Kanye West were brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I'll say it didn't look good at the time. <laughs> it didn't, it, it still, still doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> no, the optics are all off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so I read this thing in an uh, ESPN, right? And it was about uh, home and away records in basketball. Okay. So obviously like in sport generally, much easier to win at home than away. Pretty much across every sport, whether it's football, whether it's cricket, like cricket's a big home and away, like people at home have a huge advantage. Okay, And in basketball, that used to be the case. Like basketball about 20 years ago, Apparently, like, the chances of winning home at home were, like, 65% and away were, like, 35% sort of thing. Okay. So that's how big the effect of having a home and away team were. Over the last couple of years, it's shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, and now it's almost even odds. Like, you're almost – it's not quite – I think it's, like, 53% and 47% or something, but you're almost as likely to win away as you are at home. Any predictions as to why that might be? Um,
0: the access to women and to s- t- the ability to have sex uh, from town to town. <laughs> you, have you read? No, you don't read. How did you? Because <laughs> I'm just also ju- a human man. <laughs> I'd say it's because they spend all night trying to fuck women when they should be sleeping, whereas when they could just be rolling into the hotel and be like, "Uh, room 608, I'll see you there.
1: (laughs) This whole time I was reading articles, you could have just told me in the first (laughs) place. Yeah, so this 100%, so the reason that it happens is because of the proliferation of things like Tinder and Bumble and hookup apps. Suddenly players don't have to go to the club until 2 o'clock in the morning (laughs) to get pussy. They literally, they roll up to the away team's city, they go to their hotel room, they swipe for 33 minutes, they send over four girls, they pick one of them,
0: order some room service and go to sleep. That's amazing. Isn't that unreal? I think I heard something with like Andre Agassi back in the day. Oh, he said yeah. something like... Um, chasing, he goes like chasing women or like sleeping with women isn't what kills athletes or like depletes athletes. It's the pursuit of the woman into the AM that kills the athlete. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like I'm butchered his statement, but he's like, it's not the volume of women that are sleeping with. It's the, uh, venture that they have to go on to, to, to get the women kind of thing.
1: I wonder whether like how much that falls into, if you have like superstar, athletes, like if you have a really
0: good looking team, does that mean your away records better? Cause they just do not have to be out <laughs> as long. <laughs> That would just mean that you need, like, a pimp for each state that you go to. That so you're like, hey, can we please just call Miguel? Make sure that he has all the whores coming through. The oh, bottom. can
1: you imagine? Yeah, that's how they turn the organization around. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, well, that actually, um, we've, we've really turned the organization around since the introduction of our CPO. CPO, Chief Prostitution Officer. <laughs> he has done a fantastic I job. I do
0: know that there are some female, like, porn stars. I think, like, Mia Khalifa. I think um, Lisa Ann, the uh, veteran male porn star. Uh, I think a bunch of them that are actually big fans of basketball teams or football teams and have college prospects coming to them when they're drafting, they will they will sleep with the player as like a token. You know what I mean? They'll be like, "Come to the Lakers." You know what? Yeah, I mean? And that, that's wow. why a lot of people go. That's why everyone wants to play at the Lakers because well, the celebrities are hanging out at LA. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you, why would you ever, why, would, why would we go to Denver? Yeah. You know. What I'm I,
1: imagine you're playing for like yeah the Indiana Pacers or something. Yeah. yeah and you're like Jack Nicholson isn't isn't front row? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're like. Uh, <laughs> the you're like I made it, and you're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you look at LA, just being like, not yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then, like Lisa Ann is trying to sleep with the ones getting to go to the Lakers in like Missouri. It's like, well, the principal of the high school is <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> has only had two children, and she is quite a prospect. <laughs>
0: It's a free agent. But no, but like... Uh, oh, man, this is...
1: Because I think you're... I've heard about the Mia Khalifa thing, and I think there was a bit of a PR thing about they would do it with college students mm. because college students don't get, played, don't get paid to play. They're you're not supposed you know to be getting paid to play. Yeah, okay, but they kind of find ways around mm. it, right? But I remember so vividly... Do you remember there was... um, oh, There was like a dance craze TikTok sort of thing. Um, I think it was like a... I don't remember what they called it, but it, the song was like... Uh, at night i think of you i want to be your little baby yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. so these two college athletes so what happened was these two high school students made a tiktok or an instagram video of them dancing to it it kind of went it went a little viral these two college athletes saw it and did it with their their basketball team multiple times Mm. when they're on tour and stuff and it blew up like it went absolutely nuts Mm. And uh, suddenly everyone's doing it and they go on the Ellen show and they get all four of them because everyone thought the two college athletes came up with it. But technically it was the high school guys who started it. The athletes were the ones that just shot it up. Yeah. And they're showing all the videos and Ellen's dancing and they're having a great time. And it's like these two seven foot black guys. And then these two five foot white kids <laughs> sitting on the couches opposite each other. And they're <laughs> showing
0: them how to dance. They're like, so what? do this with your feet. No, you're It's a hop to the left. two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> you just have no rhythm. <laughs> you can't teach rhythm.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and Ellen is like, well, we we've, we've just, Enjoyed your dance so much. It's been so much joy to so many people, guys. Uh, for and she goes to the two high school students. For for the two of you who have done so much to bring joy to people, we're going to give you both fifty thousand dollars to go to the world's your high your high school supplies and all that stuff. How does that sound? And they're like, oh my god, thank you so much. And like, and for you two boys who so have the college athletes, please. Uh, due to NCAA rules, we can't actually pay you, but uh, <laughs> here are these two the Ellen Show T shirts. Oh, <laughs>
0: That is fucking, that is like that. Like they have the, who wants to be a millionaire celebrity. <laughs> it's like, let's give them more money. You know what <laughs> what I mean? like, wait, they're the ones that need the opportunity. <laughs> no, they go
1: to charity. That's how they do it. They give them off to charity. If you're on, uh, who wants to be a millionaire is a isn't celebrity. It, isn't that what it is anyway? <laughs> it's all, it's all just uh, I just love how We were both laughing Having a good time And I was like Oh sorry Let me derail this joke Very quickly No EJ Factual correction It's actually <laughs> I think you'll find uh,
0: Sorry no, That was what where what my brain thoughts? went like, oh. <laughs> That's true
1: I was like Usually you're wrong About most things and I'm like I'm gonna let this slide <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire I just could not stand for it That was not gonna happen
0: <laughs> If I I'll, I'll, You can talk do You feel bad about, about me But not Eddie McGuire Do you, You know what i know, noticed? Andy McGuire, he's a saint, he's
1: a saint. (laughs) You know what uh, I've noticed listening back to this podcast is a lot of the times you will make jokes which I don't get at all, (laughs) but boy, I'll laugh. (laughs) <laughs> and other times I'll say something sometimes a
0: glazed over look in your eyes as if I'm not even here <laughs> I'm sorry I've actually gone back and listened and been like how did I miss that joke that Tom made like, <laughs> was
1: like that was a good joke and it got nothing I know I'm sorry oh, I'm okay. gonna go
0: back and do it again it happens to me at least once a show where I'm like what is wrong with you I thought you, you you you're a half decent listener but how did you miss that
1: you know what's hard and I think we both get this is the minute we see a joke even slightly present itself we're like, oh, <sighs> don't forget it <laughs> don't forget it hey remember that thing you said 90 seconds ago? Well, what <laughs> if?
0: Yeah, You're like talking about uh, your family and I'm just like trying to write the next joke. <laughs> I'm going to zing him on his cousin the moment he stops talking.
1: <laughs> so the other piece of fact I wanted to bring out, right, this other thing that I, I always put these two things together, the uh, ESPN basketball thing. So there's this player called James Harden. Have you heard of James Harden?
0: He's actually, uh, I don't like watching basketball. I love watching that guy play. I like his disposition. He's cold.
1: Yeah, he is real cold. So I think he played for the Houston Rockets. and he's about to move somewhere else. Anyway. I, I'm pretty sure it's Harden. Hopefully, he's not listening if I get this wrong. But I think James Harden has his reputation for loving strip clubs. Oh, really? Apparently, that's his thing. Is he just loves <laughs> strip clubs, right? <laughs> I so love pretending they love me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's yeah. Because everyone's already you're a famous dude. Everyone's already pretending they love you. Yeah. Uh, but he um, so i read this thing on reddit okay and it was in the stats page there's a stats page on reddit called data is beautiful this guy built a model to prove that james harden's basketball performance diminishes depending on the quality (laughs) of the strip clubs in the area (laughs) (laughs) so he built a model that ranked all of the strip clubs by city from best to worst
0: that's such good promo for those strip clubs
1: And he tracked it against james harden's performance in games <laughs> in those cities and he found there was a statistically significant correlation <laughs> Between how highly rated the strip club scene was for the best and kind of well hardin, performed
0: for the best kind of Harden, you're you're gonna want a, a sprinkling of glitter still on him <laughs> from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> that's pure. that's gonna be peak Harden. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: It's, yeah, during COVID, they've just had to sacrifice it by just bringing half naked women playing drank songs and <laughs> feeding him chicken wings the entire <laughs> night before the game. Ideally, you want James
0: Harden to <laughs> walk into the
1: place. <laughs> I love that so much. What do you think? I was trying to think about this. What do you think would be the correlation between you and uh, successful stand up comedy gigs? <laughs> like, oh. what's the thing where you go to a city where there's lots of you do really badly?
0: Uh, well, no, I'd say what is my um, ratio? when Probably when I don't have Bud or, sig- <laughs> or, or sig- cigarettes and I'm just sitting there thinking about my life. <laughs> just, there's, there's, there's nothing funny about this. <laughs> I'm just on stage, <laughs> like, oh, well, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm a (laughs) cleaner. I'm like sad Rick Flair up there.
1: Today's podcast is not brought to you by Test Cricket. Are you sick of sports that only last three, two or one hour? By the end of those games, you've barely ignored your family. Not so with Test Cricket. Spanning some five days and 40 hours of play, by the end of a game of Test Cricket, you'll forget you have a family by the end of summer, there's a good chance you won't. But Tom, what if my partner tries to watch Test Cricket with me? Not to worry. Test Cricket is so dull and complex, she won't last even an hour of Test Cricket, no matter how much she wants to save the relationship. Test Cricket. Hey, who's winning? It doesn't work that way. Ask me on Thursday.
0: And we're back. Um, so I've got a quick story. Um, I love to, I'm not a big, I am, yeah, anyway. Okay. So I'm going to embellish my father a little bit. Um, so Tommy, you're aware of what happened. Jump in, um, throughout this story as you will. But my dad, my dad has always been known to my friends and myself and my family as being like this hard ass. He's like, he used to be a cop. He's very, um, you kind of look at him and you realize that he's not someone that you want to, he's, he's a teddy bear, biggest, sweetest guy. kind of thing. beautiful Italian man, but kind of, he definitely has a look where it's like, don't fucking... You don't want to fuck with this guy. He's also, I don't know, whatever. But he's also, he, um, he never kind of stopped being a cop. Like we grew up in Redfern, right when it was the it was the worst. We watched the gay community move into Redfern and make <laughs> it way better.
1: <laughs> Until you said made it way better. Oh, dude, there's we, no way you th- Redfern when it was the worst. We saw the gay community moved in. Oh no, 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 no. We saw it <laughs> with the
0: worst, and then the gay community moved in, and there is nowhere that the gay community moves in and it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, that's so. They, true. they move in and it becomes so much more metropolitan. It's like cafes, clothes, clothing shops, and stuff like that. Like people are actually trying to earn your money. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean, right? Just take it. From you. Precisely. And the characters around are just like, they start being like, oh, we don't fit in here. <laughs> these are people. Also, these are two men. It's harder to rob. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then there's also. And they love each other. Yeah, they adore <laughs> each other and they fight like men. And also, like, they uh, there's dual income um, households. So all the houses started getting renovated and stuff like that. And the entire area started changing. But before then. And,
1: and no kids, I guess, right? As well. Like, no or kids. Less kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like, um, not many. There's a couple of schools around, good schools, like, been around for, like, institutions, been around for a while but nothing where you like traveling across Sydney to get to. Yeah. Um, so my dad was a cop during the worst of it in Redfern. And once he stopped being a cop, he never really changed. Like if we live next to this park, well, old women get their um, bag snatched mm. all the time, right near our um, murder mall. Yep. Down the road from it, that little one with the equipment. Like um, you can kind of see the equipment there in the park from from the house that I grew up in.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: And so there's old women and stuff like that. People get robbed. Murder and
1: mall, d- describe murder mall for our, you know. <laughs> murder
0: mall is the central of um, crackheads. So it's like every, <laughs> every sort of degenerate, pedophile, criminal, white collar, blue collar, rich, poor, every one of them goes to murder and congregates in Redfin. So it's, it's, I love it. When it fell, when they, when they just knocked it down recently, it kind of broke my heart seeing it because I was like, I just fucking, it was a big part of me growing up. You know what I mean? Like, I just like avoiding those creeps, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, where are they gonna go now? um but anyway so uh somebody
1: think about the (laughs) creeps will somebody
0: think about yeah uh but um my my dad would just like chase people like all the time like you'd hear like people break a window in the street with a spark plug and he would just check like he would be known to be he'd jump over the fence wouldn't even open he'd jump over the fence and chase them down in thongs barefoot whatever and then drag them back for the cops uh
1: rivetti justice and
0: people in the street would come to our house and be like i've just been broken in like he could do something about it you know what i mean Impressive, and he, he got a thank you from the from the redford police. Like he got a certificate of thank you because he wrote, he could be like a arrest, citizen arrested so many people.
1: Vinny vigilante.
0: Yeah, he told me as well. He Like I, well, I made a couple of vigilante arrests as well. Like, <laughs> this, these fucking yeah. Anyway, so um, Vinny on the weekend used some got some vigilante justice out of the can, and frankly, I thought that the horns were gone. I thought that the, the guy has a camera in his backyard because we live in a and he's a camera facing to his back fence. And so he's had a couple people fuck with it. Like he had this woman that was a lawyer fuck with it. And he was kind of like too nice to her. He had all the evidence of her breaking the, the camera. She knocked down this camera with her broom and like had all this evidence. I was like, Vinny, go at her. And he's like, nah, she's an idiot. Don't worry about it. I was like, you've grown old, my friend. You have lost your horns. <laughs> it soft. And then on the weekend, a crackhead came by. <laughs> and, and so this is where,
1: where I come into this story is in our comedian group chat, almost with, with only the, uh, with the only commentary being, "Don't show this to anyone." Because <laughs> we want to bring it up on the podcast. I also, presumably is And wife. also, I don't
0: want there to be evidence anywhere, <laughs> kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was also just for your eyes. So, a crackhead, uh, they've, they've recently knocked down the Coles murder mall just up the street. And so that was their congregation point. And my dad was sort of saying, now that there's nothing there, there's all of these crackheads going from the area. It's amazing. It's so nice. Literally, the day after, crackhead comes directly to his gate. <laughs> he lives in this sort of like open park kind of thing. Like, you open his back gate and it goes to this like public park area. And this crackhead, for some reason, picks my dad's fans. And he's yelling at the fence and then notices there's a camera. And there's a few things to know here. First of all, the park
1: that he is in that backs onto your dad's Mm. house is fenced. Like it has like barricaded off. He had to jump over a fence to get into the park. They're
0: redoing the grass in the park. It's been fucked. So they're just redoing the lawn in the park and they've fenced it off from the public so that dogs can't get in and crackheads. And so like... uh, And
1: it wasn't totally effective. (laughs) It's (laughs) definitely not
0: crackhead (laughs) effective. So this crackhead was motivated and got over that fence (laughs) And so I had a problem with my dad's fence or his uh, he's, 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 choosing of color and was like, this doesn't match the neighborhood. You've thrown it off kind of thing. Like he <laughs> <laughs> this, doesn't. this isn't in the brand guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> and so like he's, he's yelling in a shrill crackhead tone and my dad can hear him outside and the camera alert goes off. It's, um, it go, goes off uh, on his phone and he can see this guy yelling at his, ca- and then he's like, I'm going to smash this
1: camera. He's like, I'm going to smash. He's like, I'm going to fucking, d-. he's standing on a park bench, Pointing the camera, go, you can't have a camera pointing out in public. It's a public. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it. Yep. I'm gonna break it. You dog cunt.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And uh, and and I... he's
1: and he's dressed in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. <laughs> he's dressed as
0: Troy Polamalu, number um, forty three. <laughs> I Polomalu. love him. <laughs> I not anymore.
1: And and dungarees <laughs> over the top of it. And I think a bandana. Do you have a bandana? Yeah, a bandana, right?
0: bandana and a bum bag. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so he's, he's just, he's like talking. It himself looks up. like he got the crackhead
1: Halloween costume. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he's like, he's yeah, exactly. And he's falling. He's, 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 he's walked to the fence. He, my dad goes, this is enough. I'm going outside. And, um, my dad, uh, the guy is on the, on the fence, ging himself up to into this frenzy about where he's getting into about to get into a fight. Here's the door start clanking. Like it's about to open. And jumps off the fence with his hand up like he's going to punch. He goes to the door. Like to he's, the door. He's,
1: he's like at the door waiting for the guy to come through the other end. Out comes Vinny Rivetti.
0: And he opens the door and the guy shrinks. I've seen my my dad shrink men in front of me. But like, and this was the objective, you shrink. But that was perfect because everything, all of the bravado, all of the I'm a man kind of thing went right back into the bum bag.
1: It was crazy. <laughs> It was crazy. He walks, your dad comes out and like turns his back to this crackhead. My egg. dad
0: did the coolest thing ever. He's the most manly shit ever. He turned around, opened the door, closed the door behind him and locked the door to his family and said, "It's you're not, I'm not locked out here with you. You're locked out here with me. Oh, he God, yeah. raw shacked him.
1: In, in the fence, in the cage. Yeah. Yeah, he literally like, he did not give a shit about this guy at all.
0: Turned to make sure the fence was really closed, then turn around. Turned around back to the guy in a very calm tone as the guy is walking back, like, like backing, backing up, up, backing up, not saying a word. My dad says, stand over. He goes, walk over here. Walked over. My dad steps over this little uh, barricade line kind of thing. And it begins to walk the man down <laughs> and he walks, he starts walking him down and the guy is looking in my dad's eye and just being like, what have I done? Your dad's
1: doing the best thing as well. It's like, mate, go over there, mate. Hey, come over here, yeah. come over here. No
0: respect for him at all. Turns his back on him at first and then tells him where he wants him to stand so that he can knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> and he, goes, and he goes, I want you to stand over here. Begins to walk the man down. And uh, I, th- I think As, he must have flinched him once because like, the yeah, guy flinches, flinch big flinch. And then the guy uh, put his guard up, lowered it. And then my dad overhand right, Open open, open hand slap to the face. Open
1: palm, and as as uh, John Zenos pointed, very very city comedian
0: John Zenos pushes him out of frame of the camera <laughs> to beat him <laughs> up further. And so the park is caged off from like council park c- cagings. So he's jumped over at My dad beat him up and then made him crawl underneath. It. <laughs> made him you know crawl what? underneath it and walked
1: him out of the park. You know what? I, you want to know what I did with my dad last night? <laughs> oh, no. Week two of our wine wine tasting course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> week one was whites. Week two was reds. <laughs> it's our cooking. It's our cooking tour. We're making linguine this you week. You wouldn't believe what a
1: Pinot tastes like out of three different glasses.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I felt kind of bad. I was like, look, I'm so glad that Vinny's is uh, back around, but um. Yeah, man, that Vinny Justice, that it, it comes down hard. Oh, God. <laughs> it comes it's down like hard.
1: everything that I've ever known about you makes way more sense Yeah, now. dude,
0: every time I'm like... And you remember that's the story that I told you I was almost kidnapped? Yeah. It was that park on that I can fence. I see it over that fence And now. I was like jumping, I was sitting on the fence and the guy pulled me over and scraped my stomach on the fence and stuff, but it was that park and then sat us on the benches.
1: Can you imagine if Vinny was going to commit assault on a man who threatened to break his camera, <laughs> what he did to the two people who threatened to rape his son? <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> yeah and he was more, he was much more athletic and lo- worried about his shoulder <laughs> and stuff like that yeah no dude it was big it was a big Vinny week uh vinnie has way more testosterone than me <laughs> <laughs> but
1: there's no shame in that either no there's, there's like not. that you can still yeah Oh, unbelievable. I was, I was like, that's what a real man looks like. When you and that was said that the in the group, I was like, said, I said, this was me being totally, I said, that's what a real man looks like, planning on the fact that I'm hardly biologically a man. And he's just like, is this guy talking shit? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that am I was I trying to, to look be- at the shit out of Tom. <laughs> 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 Dad, are I we, think we have a generation we, we gonna, have to kick the shit out of. <laughs> are we gonna have to talk about this on the podcast. We like to start this week of tremendous uh, Woo oh. Tom has an apology to make
0: <laughs> Dude my dad would get crazy with it. If he if, if he knocked on a door of someone that he wanted to get the shit out of and a woman answered the door, he would be like Bring a man to the door. <laughs> <laughs> he would say some shit like that and be like, I don't want to talk to anyone I can't headbutt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got to say, like, uh, if, if you're worried that if something were bad would happen to your friends or family, you have no recourse, get into comedy because I've got at least two to three people, vengeance seekers that I can turn to, I think, who have at least done some hard
0: time, I reckon. <laughs> Probably more you don't know about for clients that you have no use for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mostly internet related. I wouldn't think about it too. I don't need to
0: get on the dark web that much.
1: Too. <laughs> uh, speaking of the dark web, spelling bee.
0: Oh, <laughs> The darkest. Um, so we've got a couple kids that are willing to <laughs> um, <laughs> you said it very carefully. So we've got a couple kids that are willing to participate in the spelling. The rev- what are we calling it? The Rivetti Revel- Uh
1: The Elliot Respelling
0: Bee. Elliot Reve- Elliot Respelling Bee. So I'm doing a. Um, so um,
1: how how old do you know how old these kids are?
0: No idea, but that makes it all <laughs> them all the more fun. Um, so next week we're going to have our first contestants trying to take the crown. From Elliot, the spelling king, the spelling Kaiser. Spell crown. (laughs) Spell Kaiser. <laughs> spell crown <laughs> um, and so like we're gonna I, I don't
1: know how to spell it because I spent a lot of time at Crown Company
0: <laughs> I only misspelled it three times no no I've got the crown uh, ready to be put on my head uh, once we win I don't know we'll go to McDonald's or something like that and pick up one of those kids birthday ones <laughs> and we'll have um, the Elliot Rose spelling be crown ready to go so is the,
1: is the plan that you are both answering are you both spelling words at like a seven year old level or are you Do you have to spell harder words than this child?
0: No, I have to speak. I have to go to their level because I'm always going to be competing. I suppose it can be a mix, but I'm always going to be competing with. We have to figure out which which age I can't defeat.
1: Yeah, okay. All right. I I think. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm pretty sure next week the kid's like seven so well, it's I mean, either it, gonna we, be well, that's
0: why i have to work out really hard <laughs> <laughs> this might be a wipeout right from week one
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean you love to read you're sitting behind your collection of comic books right now yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell wham <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me <man. laughs> pow
0: <laughs> in, in, the, in the silver in the silver era, or the <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So that's coming up next week. As I said, the AWF are not returning our calls. Can someone please send them a message? I don't think anyone's done that. We don't have, have
0: any of the wrestlers doing it, man. It's fucking uh, any of the wrestlers. They don't. They, we clearly don't have any wrestling tremendous fans, mm. but uh, we're going to change that. Uh, we're going to change that by being. The tag team champion of the world.
1: I would love that. I would love that so much. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, I think that's Should we should we jump into joke of the joke of the week and uh, and put a put a bow on this puppy?
0: Yeah. No worries. How do you feel this one's went this week?
1: I'm happy. I'm really happy. I don't think you're very happy.
0: No, I, I am happy about it. I am happy about it. I just wish that I bought you more energy because I always get so excited about this and I felt like I was a little bit uh, even my woo at the at the start. The woo was poor, but everything else has been good. <sighs> I'll work on it.
1: I know that. Yeah, it was very. It, it is. We should make, we need, uh, I want to make compilations of things. I want to make compilations of woos. Yeah. But uh, also, that takes time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not And you know, that. I'm not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> anything you need to help, <laughs> I'm always own, there. You don't own a computer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do the joke of the week this week. Just um, take me a second just to find it. It's next to the bullets in the attic.
1: you do remember a lot of niche references from this podcast it's because I love it yeah (laughs) Uh, okay you ready I'm ready how confident are you in this one
0: I'm confident enough to not have a second one prepared
1: (laughs) is that confidence or is that laziness
0: we'll see (laughs) only time will tell my friend Um, Tommy Tommy Witz Tommy Kevlar click click you ready? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. My wife said to me the other day, uh, Are you listening to me? And I said, What a weird way to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Tremendous. Thank you, yeah. folks. I think that the woo at the start unlocked (laughs) something in me it's like me turning to super saiyan or something like that i'm like it's game mode you know what i mean and i gave myself a half woo like a like a scared woo and it kind of fucked me up and i have felt trepid about everything that tom said about this like should i say something am i not speaking enough like i'm too much in my head this whole episode Oh, really? We should cut. We're going to cut this out. But like.
1: (laughs) You know what? Every time you say we're going to cut this out, that means it's going
0: at the end. (laughs) As I said that, I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Because every time you say this is going out, I'm like, not anymore. It's not. (laughs) It was.
1: It was before you told me how to do my fucking job, Elliot.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.